Guess what I just saw on TikTok? Huh? What did you see? I can't hear you. Where's your microphone? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that Travis Kelsey got Taylor $2,500 worth of flowers for the opening of her Eras movie. Oh my God. And I can't get her text back. <laughs> Travis, that would cover my rent. So if you want to send that over here instead, that would be. Yeah, good. what the fuck? Also, I just love how I'm like astounded that a man got a woman flowers. That's that's the real kicker right there. That's really what made me go what? That like, I was like, oh my god, he got her flowers. Oh my god, no, but why is it so? Like, why is that so weird? Like, why can't? Why can't men just get women flowers? I don't know, Troy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's been like what two months because we both just. Has it been that long? Yeah, because I started working every day of my life. And then I quit my job. <laughs> you quit your job. Free time. <laughs> so basically what I'm saying is Troy could have been doing this podcast by himself for the last two months. And he chose not to. And instead he was crocheting. <laughs> Facts. It's true. I even, I crocheted so much I hurt my wrist and had to take three weeks off. <laughs> Carpal tunnel baby <laughs> no seriously like <laughs> oh man that's hard well um everyone i have a song coming out on the 20th next week it's a taylor Swift cover and i'm gonna shamelessly plug myself because it's a bop no. and it's nothing like her re her like version like it is like country rock and it's so fun and go stream everyone should go pre-save and stream it because then i get on spotify stuff the links in my bio on my personal instagram page <laughs> <laughs> just in case anyone was curious in case anyone was curious <laughs> yeah but anyway i guess we're just gonna yeah Welcome back, you disgusting little murder-deprived freaks who've been starving for a little taste of whatever spews out of me and Shannon's mouths. <laughs> we are back, and we are here to give you what you have been waiting for. Which another is... Another oh. exciting... <laughs> oh, I'm not done yet. Oh. <laughs> Okay, sorry. On another exciting, haunting, thrilling episode of Murder Road Trip. Watch out! <laughs> <laughs> it was you, you going, oh. <laughs> I thought you were done. I didn't know we were getting that much of an intro, but I guess we deserve it because, you know, we had to make up for the last two months. We are halfway through spooky season which is really depressing and i wish we would have started this earlier but we didn't so <laughs> <laughs> so today i will be telling you guys i'm gonna be talking about three paranormal games that you should never play and one of them's not the ouija board but we already knew that you shouldn't play that so um i have this disclaimer in bold to remind myself to say this um <clears throat> 
all of these games I'm talking about, I may leave some steps out because I don't want to be responsible for any unfortunate things happening. Y'all can research them if you want. Yikes. So first up, we have the elevator game. This game originated in Korea and Japan. Uh, the basis of the game is to, quote, blur the lines of reality. Um, a long, long time ago, in the beginning of Murder Road Trip, we talked about the Cecil Hotel and we talked about Elisa Lam. I was and... going, when you said that, I was going to say about her. Troy knows. Troy is paying attention. Um, and some people in the paranormal realm say that she was playing this game um before she died <clears throat> based upon the elevator footage and what i'm going to tell you to how to play it but not really how to play it because i leave some steps out because <laughs> i don't want anyone <laughs> accidentally going into some otherworldly dimension and not being able to get back please um, don't <laughs> please just don't don't do it. just in case because you know it's just just in case just don't do it um, so in order to play this game, you'll need at least one player <laughs> um, and a building with a minimum of 10 floors and, of course, an elevator. Uh, you can play alone or you can bring a friend. Um, either way, you or your you and your friend will enter the elevator and you cannot leave the elevator or you have to start all over again. So <clears throat> okay. you will ride the elevator from floor to floor in a specific order. Like I said, I will not be saying the order <laughs> because it's complicated and I just don't want to give any reason for anyone out there to play just in case. Because I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to be responsible for you guys getting stuck in the ether. It's just, I don't need that on my shoulders right now. We have a lot um, going on, you guys. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot going on. <laughs> There's a lot happening. Um, You do not get off at any floors um, but after that specific sequence of elevator floors, you will end up at floor five. When you get to this floor, you will meet a mysterious woman who you do not interact with whatsoever. You ignore okay. her completely. Don't look at her. Don't talk to her. Nothing. I'm not sure if the elevator like opens and she's just like standing there like the girl like in the ring or if she like just appears with you in the elevator. But either way, just ignore her because apparently if you interact with her in any way, you may never be able to get back into our world. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so as you're ignoring her, um, you'll then push the button to get back down to the first floor. If the elevator descends and opens, you're supposed to get off the elevator without looking back or engaging with anyone. Um, AKA you like didn't fail the game, but the game was like, I don't really want to bring you. So you just, you know, you just yeet your way out of there. Um, but if you push the button and the elevator begins to grow, grow, go up, congratulations, you are now entering an alternate world. Um, but if you suddenly decide that you don't want to do this, uh, just press the emergency button and <laughs> apparently the fire department will come and get you. <laughs> That's what it said. It's, it was like, just press the emergency button away for the fire department to come and get you. Oh my God. Like, imagine them being like, so what happened in here? And you're just like, playing a game. I was just playing a game. <laughs> I was just playing a game. I <laughs> uh yeah so but let's just say that you 
do want to go to that other world. Um, and some people who have allegedly successfully played the game say that they enter a realm and that it's spooky and dark. Um, others say it's just like this reality, except there's no electronics. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> other people say that they only see a giant red cross. So that's cool. Um, naturally, oh. I went on Reddit and I found someone who played the elevator game, apparently. Perfect. And this is what they say. It is from... The other world sounded really intriguing, and I decided to go ahead with the ritual one fateful Saturday night. I live in a flat on the 11th floor of a building, so despite popular advice, I decided to perform the ritual in my own building using the elevator I use daily. That's also something I'm not supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> I walked out of my apartment with a steely resolve and reached the elevator. Something in my mind advised a, something in my mind advised me against what I was about to do, but my skepticism got the better of me, and down I went to the first floor in order to begin the ritual. As I heard the ping of the elevator, as I reached the first floor, I went on with the sequence. Not a damn thing happened. Although my heart was in my mouth, out of anxiety and anticipation, there was no woman on the fifth floor and the elevator didn't ascend to the 10th floor as soon as I pressed the button for the first floor. This was a huge ego boost for my skeptic self. Oh I my God. returned to my flat using the same elevator feeling victorious. However, as the night went on, I just couldn't sleep. I usually have such a hectic day. I'm, I'm a sound asleep by 1130 PM at max. Oh my God. I'm asleep by nine. <laughs> 1130 is a late night. Um, but something was really off about that night. I twisted and turned on my bed the whole night and woke up exhausted and covered in sweat. After my chores, since it was a Sunday, I went out to get some groceries. To my surprise, the damn elevator was out of order. I immediately made the mental connection of the damaged elevator to my performance of the ritual. I got very intrigued. I took the stairs and went out and got the groceries and had a pretty normal Sunday. By 10 p.m., I was all ready to go to sleep when I heard a loud and shrill cry outside my door, which was strange as the only other people on my floor were out on vacation. I went out to inspect the noise and I saw wet footsteps with a slight maroon tint to them. Ew. Ew. I didn't read this yet, so I don't. Kind of like mud, but slightly redder. Like somebody had a slight cut on their feet after walking in some muddy terrain. I followed the footsteps out of my own curiosity and to my utter shock, they led to the elevator, which surprisingly was no longer out of order. Something in my mind compelled me to go into the elevator, go to the ground floor and check out with a security guard who had signed in to visit the 11th floor. Okay. As I went down, the elevator doors opened slower than they usually do as if unveiling something grand on the fifth floor instead of the lobby I was intending to go to. Ew, a woman with dark hair wearing a black tattered evening gown entered the elevator. Something inside me clicked immediately and I wish I could run out of the elevator. However, something in me froze, disabling me from moving. My gaze fixed at her feet and I understood the source of the footsteps. That's a no for me. <laughs> it's actually really Worn and torn skin dangled from her feet as if she was rotting from the inside out. And the smell... Nothing can even be close to it. It was like a bunch of rotting corpses shoved into one person. As I looked up, she had a grin on her face. 
The evil, sinister, spine-chilling grin which washed away my skepticism forever. At that point, I knew the only way I was getting out of that elevator alive was by completing the damn ritual. I pressed the button for the first floor and the elevator began ascending upwards. As much as I wished to get to the bottom floor and run out for dear life, I had this primal compulsion to run out as soon as the doors opened. I now understood why people get off the elevator on the 10th floor despite it being so risky. You just want to get away from this woman. As I ran out, her voice was in my mind. Where are you going, Sammy? Scared shitless, I ran, only to discover my utter solitude in the other world. It was like the hallway was endless. I couldn't get away from the elevator no matter how far I ran. I was stuck in some sort of loop. I briefly caught the sky outside through the corner of my eye and saw the reddish sky, which I used to treat as fictional, fictional crap upon listening to others' experiences. There even was the fabled burning cross in the sky, but as soon as I saw it, I couldn't move my gaze away as if in a trance. The cross was laden with limbs, with limbs and body parts which seemed to have been ripped off bodies. I summoned all my will, looked away, and pressed the button to summon the elevator. To my surprise, and contrary to what I had read otherwise, the elevator opened up instantly. I got inside and reverse performed the ritual without without any interfering, surprisingly. Down I went to the first floor and canceled the ascension on time. I rushed out, traumatized, scared, and scarred. I took the stairs to the 11th floor of my apartment and crashed senselessly on my bed. As soon as I my eyes were shut, I was back in the other world. <gasps> <gasps> this time my run was accompanied by her chase and is followed by a sudden wake up. I went through my day as bravely as I could, fearing the inevitable night and sleep it, it contained. I tried to stay awake as late as I possibly could, but I don't know when I was back there again. This time she was dead ahead of me. I had no way of escaping. Her long torn out finger touched my abdomen. I was completely frozen. It was like a proper sleep paralysis. Her finger went through my skin and into my body. I felt a jolt of pain around my abdomen and woke up with a start. I was burning up. I had a dark red mark on my abdomen, scared to the marrow. Wow. Okay. I went to the ER. Internal bleeding it was. That's when I knew I had to seek help. I went through some cleansing rituals on the internet, lying on the ER bed. The pain meds were kicking in. My lightheadedness came with a feeling of despair as I knew I wouldn't wake up from another sleep. I dragged my body to the chapel in the hospital. I prayed to God for the first time in my entire 25 years of life just to keep me alive for one more night. I don't know when I slept, but the next thing I remember was waking up to the sound of the janitor cleaning up the chapel. I realized I had gone through the night unscathed. I immediately checked out the hospital, bought some sage, cleansed my entire house, myself and my surrounding premises, 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 premises. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. It's been a week without any night terrors. However, I constantly feel a presence, presence watching me as I get out of my house and cross the elevator, take the stairs. I don't know. And it's like the ritual like tricked this person into thinking that it was done. Like, done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he was like, thought, he's like, oh, I went to do my groceries. Oh, no, woman. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then he saw. <gasps> yeah, I wonder if those are real. If that's real, that's real that is absolutely horrifying. Creepy. Anyway, that's the elevator game. Yeah, I don't like that. And that's why you shouldn't play it. Yeah, don't play it. Take the stairs. Take this. Always take the stairs. Go to the floors you need to go to. <laughs> With the stairs. With the stairs. <laughs> Okay, next up we have the Midnight Game. 
Okay, meet me at midnight. Okay. <laughs> wait, do you have tickets for the Eras tour movie? No. I don't either. I'm gonna wait till it comes out on whatever. Hopefully, she'll release it on Netflix. Honestly. I'm also really sorry, everyone. Sidetrack. Maybe a little palate cleanser. Any anyway. Um, I'm really invested in the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift relationship. <laughs> <laughs> She's at his game again tonight. I know. I think it's so cute. I really I do, do. I think he's. He annoying. looks really sweet. She he's looks really annoying. Like, he gives. He's up like he's annoying. Like he's annoying. Just your typical like, not typical because I don't want people to come for for me. But he's just like your he's generic a a guy. Your generic like teen drama. Jock. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Like he's just like thinks he's like the shit. Like. <laughs> But I don't know. I mean, maybe he's nice. Seems nice. I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Anyway, they look cute together. <laughs> they do look cute together, and and he's tall, so she doesn't. She looks like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's so it's so cute because he's so like cute. six five, so it makes her look little. <laughs> anyway, back to pagan ri- ri- rituals. Oh, I love pagan rituals. <laughs> um so the midnight game this game goes way back and is rooted in pagan rituals so basically if someone did something that offended any of the gods um they would be forced to perform this ritual to be scared shitless or um they would just die <laughs> <laughs> that's it wait so they had they like this was something like they had to do this yeah if they, if like, they like offended if they, like yeah which i don't know how like they would know if they offended you know i feel like it's one of those things where like the witch tri- trials where you could just like point a finger and be like oh my witch you know what i mean oh my god she's a witch <laughs> even of the gods they can go out at midnight oh my god <laughs> so, if, so if you're <laughs> doing this can't like what if you're doing this at like i don't know let's say like 11 55 and it doesn't take you that long can you just like knock like 20 times and then wait to knock I don't know. I always thought that you would like start at like like eleven fifty nine. Yeah, eleven fifty nine to thirty eight seconds, and then just go with like the seconds. Not that I would do it. Not that I'm telling anyone how to do it. <laughs> cut this out. Cut this out. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So back to the twenty second. So knock back to the twenty second knock. Yeah. So the twenty second knock must occur when the clock chimes at midnight. Um, you open said wooden door, you blow out the candle and close the door. So immediately after you close the door, blow out the candle, blah, 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 immediately relight your candle. So what you just did, fuck, sorry, <laughs> what you just did is that you invited an entity into your home known as the Midnight Man. That's awesome. <laughs> He's so fun. <laughs> he's he's a lot of fun at parties. And so now it is your job to hide from him. <laughs> and you must continue moving until 3:33 in the morning. Um and you cannot stop. Um so if you have to go to the bathroom, I don't know, like and that's like That's three and a half hours. I know. You can't stop moving. You always have to keep your candle lit and your salt close. If your candle goes out, it is one of the signs that the midnight man is close by and you must immediately relight your candle within 10 seconds. Um, If you 
can't light it in that amount of time, immediately surround yourself in a circle of salt and stay there until 3, 33. So the only time you can like not move is whenever you're like in your salt circle. So say I didn't want to move around. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. And I don't have an answer because I don't know. I thought like, I think, I think you have to at least start moving. Yeah. You have to at least contribute to moving (laughs) before. Like, I feel like the salt circle is like your last, like. I can't just like blow it out and throw all my salt on the floor. Okay. You can't can't (laughs) blow it out purposely and then make a salt circle and sit (laughs) with like your Netflix. Literally. Your Coke bottle. <laughs> Rest in peace, the Coke bottle. Oh, I miss her. It's okay, we have a new one. I was gonna say Pepsi cans with me right now. Oh, I have Coke, Diet Coke. Hey, hey. Anyway, uh, back to the salt circle. Um, <laughs> so after three thirty-three a.m., the game is over, and you can turn on all your lights. And <laughs> congrats, you survived. I don't know. So, uh, what happens if you stop moving and the Midnight Man gets you? Well, he can cause a hallucination of your worst fears. Cool. Yes. Okay. Or he will rip out your organs one by one. <laughs> Sorry, the options are just like drastically different. <laughs> yeah. So, that's like the two ones I saw. Um, but in order to have this not happen to, to, to you, here are some warning signs um, that the Midnight Man may be close by. Sudden drops in temperature, a sound of a whisper when no one else is home, a shadow figure moving around, and of course your candle going out. Here are some don'ts if you decide to attempt the game. <laughs> Don't attempt it, first of all. How do you tempt it? Attempt it? Oh, I thought you tempt it. I was like, why would I we tempt. be tempting the Midnight Man? <laughs> I don't I don't want to do this. Okay. I don't want to tempt him at all, ever. If you decide to, yes. So do not turn on any lights during the game. Don't use a flashlight. Uh, don't sleep. <laughs> D- uh, use a lighter instead of a candle. But I saw that you could use a, a lighter. Oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> I thought they meant a lighter to light the candle. But you cannot use the lighter as a candle. <laughs> <laughs> my bad my bad (laughs) Woo! i would have already lost um (laughs) use a person's blood other than your own which i don't know where you'd get that but whatever um attempt to leave your home do not provoke the midnight man and finally don't ever assume that the midnight man has left your home for good at the end of the game um and of course i found an experience (laughs) with the midnight man period this is also on reddit this is from Horse Header, um, December 23rd, 2013. Ooh. I was like, I literally was like, oh my God, this is so recent. And then I was like, that was 10 years I ago. thought that too. I was like, oh my God. And then I looked at today's date and I was like, that was 10 years ago. That's crazy. <laughs> Ew, it's horrifying. All right. Me, Jake, and my cousin, Tom, were at home alone. My parents and siblings had left for Maryland earlier in the day to visit our grandparents for Christmas. You didn't go with them? No, literally. That is so rude. Uh, oh, 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 oh. The plan was for us to join them on Christmas Eve. Okay, okay. <laughs> I had to dog sit and my cousin Tom was keeping me company. They had left r- roughly at 2 p.m. and by night we were completely bored. 
We started watching some horror movies and had gotten into the horror movie mood. Not scared, but excited. It's hard to explain the feeling. Excited to be scared? So a quick Google search led us to this amazingly simple game. We had everything we needed already at home and we could do it. This was something neither of us believed would work and even little tiniest bit. Our plan was to disprove it for science. Smart, right? Let me describe my house real quick. Pretty average two-story house, four bedroom, two bath, large basement, and a living room. 11 p.m. This is to me when our night started. We started to assemble everything we would need. Two large candles, two note cards, a sewing needle, two lighters, two baggies of salt, and a silver cross on a chain, which was hung on my sister's door to keep whatever we summoned out if it worked. That was nice of them. That was not um, the rules. First I know, that was not the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when we finished collecting all this, we were getting pretty excited and we were de definitely no longer bored. 11.58, after writing down both our names, uh, me and Tom pricked our fingers and put a dot of blood on our pieces of paper and stepped outside with all our supplies. We placed our bloody names on the doorstep and waited for midnight. At 11.59, we, locked on our, we knocked on, on our door 22 times. 12, we walked into to my house, lit our candles, and commenced the game. It was pretty simple for a while, walking around, pretending we could feel cold spots and basically pretending to be the paranormal investigator. We played this for about an hour before we got bored. <laughs> I decided I was done playing this dumb game and sat down on the couch with my candle and talked to Tom, who was feeling pretty much the same as I was about the game. We managed to talk for maybe five minutes. I was looking at Tom and he was looking around when he stopped talking in mid-sentence, his eyes fixed on something without saying a word. I looked over to what he saw. In that doorway was a very black outline, darker than pitch black, blacker than the blackness of the house outline in the darkness. This thing was standing in the doorway to the kitchen leading to the li living room. It was almost human, but so much worse. <gasps> His head was touching the top of the doorway and its shoulders were touching the sides. This thing's arms were down near where my knees would be if I stood in the, that doorway. This thing's eyes were the darkest part. It looked like the d darkness condensed so far that it created a hole in the world. Oh my God. Wow, what writing? It looked right <laughs> at us. The only reason I know that this thing was not a figment of my imagination was that when I started describing it, Tom finished the description. We ran into my room, which had felt safest the entire night. We did not shut the door, which was against the rules. <laughs> if you close a door, it would know exactly where you were. So we saw this thing pass the door and go down the hallway. As it did, this draft it created blew out my candle. Oh, oh no, <laughs> the candle. <laughs> a draft is too kind a word. This was wind. I could not get it to light. I finally lit my candle at the 10 second count. Tom was freaking out about it. I was desperately praying I didn't need to draw a salt circle. <laughs> if I did, Tom would have to venture out alone and I would be left sitting on my own in a circle of salt in the pitch black with no candle and darkness for company. At this point, we decided we need to get downstairs and stay there. Why? 2.30 a.m. We walked. Aren't you just stay in the room? I don't know. Yeah. I was like, or go to the cross room where your sister's, where you put that cross. I don't know. 2.30 a.m. We walked quickly but silently down the stairs and huddled in the basement corner near the fireplace. Great idea. Wow. I don't know how we managed it, but somehow managed to create what I can only describe as a bubble of positive energy. During this time, we talked about everything we could to keep that good energy. This was by far the hardest thing I have done. How hard is it to think of good things, you, you might ask? Well, 
The entire time we were downstairs, footprints were stomping up and down the stairs, all through the kitchen and the hallway above us. And every once in a while, we could see a face looking at us from the stairs. No. So I would say it was no. pretty, <laughs> I would say it was pretty damn hard to keep that sh shield up. We sat down there for what felt like years. The clock on the wall seemed to move way too slow. When 3.33 finally came around, the worst part was that my phone suddenly turned on at full volume. I take that thing saying goodbye in its own way. We immediately left and booked it out of there and got in the car and drove till daylight. Neither of us able to believe what happened. Summary. What I took away from this is that don't fucking mess with the paranormal. Those boards communicate with spirits or flipping voodoo will screw you over. This thing seemed to feed on ne negative energy unless you have experienced something like this. I don't know if you can understand how much of it seems to be in your head. We would only do this again to prove we were not crazy and with someone else to prove it. I apologize if my writing sucks. Please write in the comments if you've done this game or are planning on it. Thanks, Bestie. We don't plan on it. Thanks, Bye. Bestie. We definitely don't be. That's crazy. Do you someone think commented and said, happens? someone commented and said, may I make a suggestion? Before you learn how to summon an, an, an oddity, make sure you know how to control and dismiss it. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen a lot about these? Like, do you think like this is like legit? I don't know because like I feel like it's not fair of me to be like, oh, these aren't real, but Ouija boards are. Because basically they're all just like summoning things. Like it's like right. so I don't know. Either way. Either way. <laughs> I don't know, sister. You will not catch me knocking on my wooden door 22 times at midnight. No, <laughs> you will not. We have one more scary game for you. And this one Troy knows too. So this is going to be fun. So he can, I don't know if we know the same one. Or... Maybe. I went down a rabbit hole. I saw it on TikTok one night. And I like went down a rabbit hole. Oh, perfect. Good. You probably know more about it than I do then. Maybe. All right. This is called the 11 miles game. And this one involves driving. So automatically Troy and I are out. We cannot <laughs> do this game. Um, so this game is actually, apparently you play it to get like your deepest desire or something like that. Yeah. Um, so once you get clear on what you want, you will get in your car and you'll begin to drive to find the right road, quote unquote. Um, so I read that the road will either just show up and you'll just have an inkling to take it or you're, you'll find one, um, that goes through woods. Either way, there has to be woods on both sides. Yeah, it's in the wood. I heard the one I saw said there will be like signs, not like actual physical road signs that say, This is your 11 mile road. Please take the next exit. <laughs> Turn left. <laughs> Turn left in 2.6 miles. But like you'll see, like, um, I forget what her examples were, but like you'll see, like, like twinkling. Oh, yeah. Or, like, like you'll yeah, see, like, signs um, like the leaves something. will be like blowing a certain way. Like, very film-esque that's what i thought of immediately pocahontas will show up <laughs> in the passenger seat and you both will sing a duet to colors of the wind and then you'll be attacked by ghosts <laughs> um anyway okay so eventually you find the road and you turn down and this is whenever you started your 11 miles um which will apparently lead you to what you want there are a few rules, of course, to follow um, before you officially start the game. Uh, don't turn on the radio. Don't use your phone. Don't open the windows during the drive and make sure they are at closed and latched. 
Do not get out of your car at any time. You will not want to go over 30 miles per hour unless you really want to get through a section of the road. And be sure to put your seatbelt on. Thank you. Come in. Thank you. Uh, so the first mile won't look much different from when you started. Um, the air will get colder and the night sky is going to be apparently lined with stars. So honestly, it sounds kind of relaxing. A little romantic. Nice. Like, yeah. Um, mile two, the air gets uh, more cold. So basically every mile you go, the air, the colder it gets. So this is when the road will start to get windy. Uh, there will be potholes and rocks, which sounds like just another generic road in Pennsylvania to me. Facts. So, like, <laughs> maybe this whole time we're actually playing the 11-mile game. We just didn't know it. <laughs> um, so you make sure you pay attention um, uh, because if you don't pay attention and get in an accident and your car stops because it breaks, you'll just freeze to death. So make sure you're paying attention to the road. Period. Mile three... I heard that either on mile one or mile two to turn your car's heater on because you'll wish you had once you get further. I think, it, yeah, I think I didn't put that in there, but yeah, you're gonna want to put your little um, Klaus. <laughs> that was kind of scary because it was like muffled, but in a way that I thought there was like a human in your room. Oh my god, <laughs> and I was, no, literally, I was like, who's there? Right now? <laughs> no one. <laughs> That's Klaus and Kitty. Um. Anyway, so back to mile three. Back to mile um, three. Mile three, you'll begin to see human figures on the side of the road in the tree line, and the road will become dirt. So make sure you are driving in the center of the dirt road um, because it will range in width as you continue. Mile four, you'll see more figures and you'll be able to hear them, but you won't hear them out like audibly outside it'll be in your head um try to ignore them because the more you think about them and try to figure out what they're saying it will just draw them in closer and it'll get louder and louder and louder stay focused on your heart's true want and need Eris tour tickets (laughs) uh fifth mile you will come to a large clearing and the trees to your left will disappear and you'll see a lake with no banks and no end and there will be a huge moon over it, which makes it light enough for you to no longer need your headlights. But do not look at the moon, because if you look at it for more than a few seconds, the road will suddenly end and you will drive into the lake and freeze. There will be no voices uh, during your fifth mile journey, but they come back. Sixth mile, you're halfway there, but the stars will be gone and you'll be driving through pitch black and your headlights will randomly start to flicker. So that's fun. The radio will also turn on and a loud screeching noise will come from it, which may cause you to veer off the road. But if you keep your cool, a calm voice will start talking and begin to describe your biggest fear in order to make you visualize the statements in your mind. Nice. Do not listen to the voice for it will cause you to crash. Awesome. As you near the end of the sixth mile, the voice will fade out of the speakers. Mile seven... The voices come back and now they are screaming and they get closer and closer and closer to to you. Eventually, you'll hear one right behind you. And that's because one of them is now in your backseat. But don't turn around because if you look at this figure, you'll become paralyzed and you'll drive off the road. (laughs) It's not funny. (laughs) Allegedly. Don't look at anything. Don't speak to anyone. Don't listen to anything. (laughs) Just drive straight. (laughs) Um, Allegedly, these 
um, entities are people who tried to play the game before but never made it. But the good news is they can't physically harm you. Period. So that's good. Um, mile eight, the road gets more perilous, so make sure you're going at a nice speed. It is so cold that it is instantly fatal, and the heat from your car won't really do much any anymore, so I hope you brought warm clothes. I don't know. Um, headlights will flicker, and you're supposed to break if that happens, but never stop completely. Finally, the figures will be following you and trying to get in your vehicle and trap you. You'll hear screams and laughter, and they will claw at your car. But make sure you don't look at them still. <laughs> Mile nine, your car will stall and you can't stop it. So it's just going to happen. You're going to have a stalling car. The entire thing will shut off and you immediately have to close your eyes and try to start the vehicle with your eyes closed. So while your eyes are closed, all these creepy figures will surround your car. But once you turn it back on, it scares them away temporarily. And this is whenever you try to move forward. Your windows may start to crack, but just keep your eyes on the road. Um, they can touch your vehicle, but not you. <laughs> uh, you will also be bom- bombarded by hundreds of voices. So when you get the car started, immediately just step on it, but not too fast so you don't fly off the road. Is this what accurate so far, according to your TikTok friend? Mm-hmm. This person like went into like kind of painful detail which was kind of interesting but there were also like there was like seven or eight parts to it and each of the yeah each of the videos was i don't think they were each 10 minutes long but they were like they were at least probably like three to five minutes long each wow they really went for it yeah mile 10 the voices stop and the road becomes a lot smoother the figures will again be lined on the side of the road just like in the beginning and finally you hit mile 11 mile 11 your entire car will lose power just like in the ninth mile but your car will still be moving you will see a red light in the darkness close and cover your eyes because you don't want to see what's next which i don't even know how you're supposed to know what you see next if no one is supposed to cover it or close, close your eyes yeah hmm. Hmm. suspicious anyway so this red light is another clearing, but when you enter it, you will hear these obnoxious noises from every d- d- direction. The cold will, will turn into an intense heat that will burn your entire car. It'll feel like your skin is being burned off. Um, as long as you keep your eyes closed, you will survive this suffering and it will only last for 31 seconds. After the last mile, the car will stop and you'll drive forward again. And during this time, this is when you imagine what you want in your mind and when you're done you open your eyes and if it's a material thing like money or whatever um, it'll be in your back seat or your pocket if it's something like emotionally driven like love or relationship you'll just simply drive home and you'll have shifted into this alternate reality where like you get your desired result yeah so that's the game (laughs) period i was also told i think it was either in the 10th or 11th mile do not look in your rear view mirror Ooh, are the people back there i can't remember but she was the the it was kind of funny how this one woman put it she was like she was like if you are to look in your rear view mirror you'll see like this that like she listed what you see and then she was like but don't look in your rear view mirror <laughs> imagine if you have like adhd like oh dead it's immediately dead dead. like you will be we're gonna be we're gonna be the screaming souls in the tree line (laughs) like 
Oh man. Yeah. So those are some spooky games. There's a lot more actually, but I just picked three because I didn't want this to go on for an hour, but even though it's probably like near 40 minutes, but um, yeah, there's a lot more spooky games. Um, there's one, there's one called like one man hide and go seek, which is with a doll, which is creepy in itself. Um, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's one in a bathtub, which the bath is my safe spot, so I wouldn't want that. No. Um, yeah, but thank you guys for listening. Next time it will be Troy's segment. Wow, if Troy remembers to do his research. Um, yeah, so maybe it'll be Shans. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you guys for listening again. Sorry we went on a little hiatus. Um, <laughs> we're just going through some things. Um, yeah, make sure to follow us at Murder Road Trip Pod on Instagram. On Instagram. Um, you can email us your spooky stories. Let us know if you've played any of these games or any other games, or if you have any spooky Halloween stories or experiences. You can email us at murder r as in rabbit t as in turmoil at gmail.com that's murder rt at gmail.com i guess i could have said r is in road and t is in trip but just email us just in case you have done anything like that um (laughs) and make sure to go to my personal instagram it's squin.music and pre-save you're not sorry because it's a whole bop and a half and i'm really excited for it and yeah troy's still dying over the fact that he didn't just say road and trip me these letters literally already stand for something (laughs) have a good evening have a great evening have a wonderful and safe halloween season um, don't forget, The Fall of the House of Usher is now available Ooh. on Netflix. So if you are a Mike Flanagan fiend, or if like I didn't Haunting know who that was House, until Troy had to tell me. Honey, Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Blind Manor, um, Midnight Mass. It is his new show. Um, it is out now. I'm going to go continue watching it once we're done recording. Start watching it and text Troy the entire time period um i've rewatched hill house twice already in the last two months i've rewatched blind manor a time and a half and i rewatched midnight mass too to prepare so i'm really excited i heard really really good things about this one so we'll see it seems really interesting if you're interested it's based off the novel by edgar Allan poe the fall of the house of usher not the novel the short story i guess but (laughs) not the novel god Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Have a lovely evening, a spooky, frightening night. (laughs) And we will see you next time. On Murder Road Trip. On Murder Road Trip. Well, maybe I won't be talking like this next time. (laughs) Bye.